When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall of Podcasts about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, my name is Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. Uh, and our whole thing is I care too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I care, Joe would say, too little. Too little, but but growing. But, but day by day, mm. in spite of myself, I am learning to love the hall. Ugh. Wow. Pull it. Pull it wow. as a quote. I said the L word. Damn. To the hall. Learning to love, though. Uh, yeah, I follow the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like sports, and our guest today is a bit of a sports enthusiast. Whoa, cool I, seg. I'm yeah. really good. I thought about it for hours. <laughs> uh, he hosts a, a sports podcast of his own uh, focused on the uh, NBA. It's called Round Ball Rock. Also comedian, writer, very funny guy. Joey Devine is with us. Hi, guys. Thanks Joey, for having me. Welcome. I, I'm, a, I'm a big listener of Who Cares About the Rock Hall, and I've got to say... Uh, at this point, I would say I actually think Kristen cares more about the Rock Hall than Joe does. That can't be true. Whoa. It's like a but <laughs> I won't like, let it from a passion standpoint. <laughs> no. You are like every episode you are yelling about someone not being in the well, Rock Hall, and Joe's like, no, like Joe's like <laughs> analytics, and you're all passion. It's like if we're talking about if we're talking sports, that yeah. actually is how I mm-hmm. feel about sports yeah. as well. I could give a shit about like stats scores any of that i only want to know yeah. the story behind the players who's a good guy who's a bad guy mm-hmm. who's got a good mascot those yeah. are the things i care about chris and i have bad news for you what? by the way oh, pat most... benatar is also not in the baseball hall of fame Why? <laughs> she's getting snubbed at every hall and wow. institution this is outrageous well I thought you were going to be like, I have some bad news for you. Most uh, athletes are not good guys. <laughs> I'm be like, that's mostly why I can't follow sports. That can't be true. Yeah, I mean, they've got. I mean, look at all those points they score. They've got to be good guys. <laughs> yeah, they're our heroes. They're our nation's heroes. They score a lot of points, and when you accumulate points, you, that means that, you're a good that's person. Makes you a good person. It's true. Oh. It's all very true. Oh, Joey, boy. you uh it, I feel like after every other episode we have, you you have chimed in with some uh a sort some of information. obscure fact. I want to know where you're coming from in terms of like when did you first hear about the hall, what your relationship is with it? Oh, I don't even know when I first heard about the hall. I just when I was in probably high school, I just got very into like sort of it probably became like like I was sort of obsessed with like Cameron Crow or whatever okay. like that level where it was like I'm a high school kid but I read Lester Bangs or yeah. whatever right. and like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sort of c- 
comes with that, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Were um, you listening to uh, older music when yeah, you were in school? Yeah, for sure. Were like, you? I was such an obnoxious high schooler yeah. where I'd be like, oh, you guys like punk music? Have you heard Elvis Costello? <laughs> Wait, are you Joe Quazala? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds a lot like your origin story, Joe. It does, although I, I was I like mean, yours li- started with a book, a book of lists. <laughs> yes, my story begins uh, at number one. <laughs> that's, oh, the, that's the name of Why? my biography. Oh. Um, yeah, but although, I mean, my, my story is a little like that, but I think more lame because I was going almost, for the first few years there, almost directly off of classic rock radio, which does not play Elvis Costello. Yeah. You know, I probably got into him my, like, senior year, like, at, at the tail end of, of high school, but it was more like, yeah, the bands I like, <laughs> I know you guys are listening to certain things, but I like Jethro are... Tull. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, listen, I know, you, I know you guys are listening to certain things, but what are your dads listening to? Yeah, right. Like, have you ever looked in their album collections mm-hmm, for some Peter Frampton because he's pretty cool. He's mm, coming alive. I and I would go. I don't know. Did you go to many concerts of those artists? No. Well, I did see Elvis Costello. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he played for too long. The time oh, I yeah? saw him, he played for like it was just him and the guy who plays the piano. I forget his Steve name. Naive. Yeah, and they played for three hours oh whoa and he was also so old like i love elvis costello but i really kind of only like punky elvis costello yeah like the mm-hmm. first, first few albums or four albums yeah and like he oversings everything so much he really now. does it's so crazy that he's just decided like yeah i'm a singer i've never seen him live and i keep trying to get joe to come to mm-hmm. go to um he's coming soon in like the next couple months and i keep trying to get joe to come and he's like i don't know i, I don't think so uh so he's having some health issues elvis this is it then this is this is it i hope so well i i feel uh, when i got the like taste of his death <laughs> which is more <laughs> oh, more poetic horrible. than it more darkly <laughs> poetic than i wanted it to be but i got i got that essentially elvis costello is like trending on twitter you get like that feeling of yeah, like yeah. oh my god he's dead you know, anytime on like the side of Twitter you see someone trending, you're like, "Oh, it's because they're dead." I hope they're yeah, not. Yeah, they're dead. either dead or dead to Twitter. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. like yeah. Um, I, the term is canceled. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and so I, I did, I did get that uh, like waft, and I was like, "Oh no, I do, I do think I need to." Even though I've seen him before, I do feel like I need to see him. All again. right, cool. That sounds like a soft commitment from Joe <laughs> to our listeners and his co-host. It's uh, it's recorded. It's uh, it's canon. There it is. It's can. Oh God, it's canon. Uh, Joey, when did you see Elvis? And where? Uh, it was at the Warfield in San Francisco, and I want to say it was probably like 2003, maybe. Okay, I think I saw him. I saw him open for Bob Dylan. Oh man, that's and, a show, huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it was night. I mean, I I would watch Elvis Costello for a long time, but because he was the opening act, he was probably not performing for more than an hour. Yeah, uh, and I saw the Chicago Theater, and uh, I loved it. I was supposed to, on my 28th birthday, I was supposed to, he was playing at Ravinia, and I had, like, I think, like, NPR was giving away free tickets with every pledge, and so Mm -hmm. I just pledged a bunch of low pledges and got, like, 20 tickets for my friends. Whoa. And, um, like, and and then it rained, and Ravinia is outside, and so so we did not go to Rainvinia. We instead had a picnic 
in my apartment. So I have never seen Elvis Costello live, and that is why Joe and I are going soon. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. We're also going to see Randy Newman. Yeah, and I've apparently seen Randy Newman. David Randy Byrne. Newman are we going to go see David Byrne? I think too? we should. Okay, I, I would that very that much like to go see I think, that. Yeah. Uh, I also just found out Jens Lechman, somebody nobody cares about. I love Jens Lechman. Jens Lechman is him. coming. He's yeah. coming uh, August 21st I saw to Tig Highland Park. I saw open for Jens Lechman one time, oh, weirdly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could you guys tell me who Jens Lechman is? He's a Swedish uh, like Lechman. like pop rock guy. He's like an he, indie rock Yeah, but his music poppy. is kind of like if punk never existed. It's like if Neil Diamond was the biggest singer Do in the world. Do you know world. who Sandra Lerka is? I don't know <laughs> I how love... you guys both have this broad knowledge of Nordic <laughs> <laughs> pop stars, but somehow it has gone over my head. I feel like I'm supposed to be the one coming to this with a bunch of weird knowledge about yeah. foreign. Yeah, no. Jens no. Lechman probably not making the Rock Hall. I'm yeah, no, oh, yeah. yeah, zero out of ten <laughs> chance on that one. Uh, because Joe hasn't heard of him and neither has his dad or yeah. his mom. Yeah, if I haven't heard of him, I'm pretty sure Mary Pat has not heard of Jens Lechman either. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna go see Jens? I think I, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go. I saw him. He's great on You'd stage. Like he him has go. like he's, fun okay. patter. He's good and he's like funny. Yeah, he's great. He he's yeah. got fun patter on stage, and I just I like him a lot. But I I feel like he's. I, I just got a text about that today. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go see Car Seat Headrest tomorrow. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you've got... You've got uh, yeah, it. I've got a lot coming. And I'm seeing Liz Fair in like a month. So I got a summer full of concerts. Who else is on that? Yeah, bill? you're like having your own summer concert series. I really yeah, am. Kristen Stutter concert series. <laughs> yeah, people should sign up. I, I could curate something. What were you asking me? Who else is oh, on Oh, who what? else is on the bill with Liz Fair? I don't know. If anybody. don't. I don't think it... I don't know if it is anybody. I just... Because she's doing like... um. Guyville, 25 years later, mm-hmm. revisited. So, okay. hell yeah. I told Joe about when I saw Liz Fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, yeah. Was this after well, our after Liz your Fair episode? episode? <laughs> yeah, so I saw Liz Fair open for the Flaming Lips on the Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots tour. Well, well, well. But it was the most disrespectful concert I've ever seen because it was like she only did the songs off her like new pop album uh-huh. and all those Flaming Lips fans were such assholes about it. They were like, this sucks. You're a sellout. And I was standing there like, this is exactly what the Flaming Lips just did. Like, this yeah. is no different than Do You Realize like yeah. trying to get on the radio. Like, yeah. it was but so I, bad. But to say that Yoshimi is kind of a sellout album is pretty... It's like a weirdy. It's oh, a weird it's great. I love that album, album, but it's not like they were still doing their like weird weird. Yeah. 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 Yoshimi's like a very poppy. You don't have to put yeah, four CDs into four different CD players to listen to the full <laughs> album, which is something the Flaming Lips did one time. What? Yeah, there's an album where it's you buy it on CD and it's four different albums basically, but uh-huh. if you play them all at the same time on four different stereos, it all combines to one song that is some labored bullshit it is that is acid personified yeah i was like that is really drugs like (laughs) that just is drugs it's like the most drugs yeah (laughs) that's okay well Uh, you could do that now with bluetooth speakers man you could do that in a heartbeat just fucking tell alexa hey alexa yeah play (laughs) Play those four songs at the same time (laughs) okay um 
Oh, there's one thing I wanted to run by you, Kristen. Whoa. Okay. What's up? I don't. I think I told Joe these. I have two Moody Blues facts for you that okay. I want you to, that I just want you to know. Important for boy, you. Boy. Oh yeah. boy. Gosh, uh, we can't can't let them rest. No. 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 All right. First off, the Moody Blues were Charles Manson's second favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> It was the Beatles and the Moody Blues. And people say he like respected the Moody Blues more, but like wanted the Beatles fame. Is this supposed to make them cooler to me? No, 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 no. They could have written Knights in White Satin in blood on the walls. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was between Helter Skelter <laughs> and Ride My Seesaw for being <laughs> s- fucking sprayed in blood on the wall. Oh my god! And the second is uh, when Brian Wilson went on the first date with the lady who saves him from the uh, brainwash doctor. Uh-huh. Their first date, a Moody Blues concert. That's the closest you're. This is like this is that's the closest. That's like I'm glad that they did that. Good, great. It saved Brian Wilson. Yeah. But it did not save the Tate Lobianco Lobe- murders. Yeah, it did uh, <laughs> well, if you they would have been his favorite band, maybe, yeah. maybe those never would have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm still putting him at the very bottom. Oh, yeah. Look, I think, I think you're correct on the Moody Blues. Yeah, they, don't get me they wrong. Don't, I mean, I was, again, th- their whole family was so psyched. Mm-hmm. They were really happy to be there. But. That's not enough for me. The issue, I think, the the main issue with that is if they had been in a different class. You yeah, know? instead of this boring whack ass. Okay, see yeah. now I'm see now I'm mad again. Because you can you can almost if if they were like the token of their year of like an old classic rock band, and then they were also inducted with like if it had been like. Nine Inch Nails, Janet Jackson, Radiohead, the Cure, and Radiohead. Like, and then it oh would have been gosh. like. Yeah, it would have been like, okay, the Moody Blues. Yeah, and sure. also the Moody Blues. Sure, fine. Tip have them hat. go first. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only televise one song. The mm-hmm. end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it would be Nights in White Satin, so it would take yeah. up the ha- yeah, half exactly. of the entire... Yeah, <laughs> there would be a, a, a talk talk break where a, a man uh, talks about children laying their heads upon a pillow or whatever so the fuck good. that... <laughs> it's so good. Oh, God. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our bonus episode where Joe tricks me into listening to the Moody Blues for half an hour, check it out. I've got to say, I've listened to the episode, and yeah. you catch on pretty fast. Well, I, I mean, it's it was I didn't know what we were doing, and then it, then it happened. Mm-hmm. It happened, but you get it first... like a song and a half in, maybe even oh, half no, a song I get in. it yeah. like a few bars into yeah. the first song. I just didn't know what we were doing until yeah. we were doing it. Right. It was it was a it's fun to surprise your friends. I found. That's that's my philosophy. Oh my gosh. So do you follow the hall the way that Joe does? Would you, would no. you every year are you like who's going to be the No. No, I mean I always click on like, oh, here's the big nominee list and then I forget that I saw it and then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, here's who got in and then I'm mad. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's about the cycle for most people. Yeah. <laughs> I I definitely don't follow it the way Joe does, but I just have like a brain for like weird. I like factoids. Yeah. And little, like, little factoids. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the like Moody the, Blues facts like I just those, gave you. Yeah. Like, then you just had those in your in the yeah. hopper ready to go. You yeah. didn't look those up. You no. knew. Did you watch a lot of VH1 growing up? I didn't have cable until um, I was a sophomore, probably. Poor soul. You would have loved it. I know. Uh, I would have loved pop-up video, dude. Oh, my God. Wait, so you missed out on pop-up video? I mean, when I was in high school, we used to wa- I used to watch it. Like, if you'd be sick home from school, it would be mm-hmm. on all day. But 
I do, I complain pretty regularly that there's no way to just watch like behind the musics mm -hmm. because I oh, love. Oh yeah, those were so good. I love rock and roll docs. Yeah. It's like rock docs, baby. Rock docs yeah. fucking kick ass. Uh, I still haven't watched that Eagles one. Apparently, that's dope. the one. That's... I hate the Eagles. I fucking hate the Eagles. Well, but... Listen, you, I'm I'm like Lebowski. Over here. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, but it's perfect. It's a perfect documentary if you hate the Eagles too, mm -hmm. because like so much of their behavior is like so detestable. Yeah, they're uh, the juxtaposition. <clears throat> excuse me, the juxtaposition between their. Uh, the style of music and the intensity of their hatred towards each other and the fact that this is, I can't get over, I think I mentioned this before, it's authorized. Yeah. So the Eagles saw the footage, saw the cut, and they looked awful in it. <laughs> or they saw a cut and they were like, we we come off too awful, so then there was a compromise cut and that's the cut we yeah. see. Or maybe they're just dedicated to the truth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I'm uh, sure that's maybe, what. Yeah. Or, or honestly, maybe they each think that the other one looks worse. The, I think so they're that's like that's it. fine because yeah. Henley looks like an asshole. But it's so clearly Glenn Fry is the worst guy. Yeah, like you, you do not walk away from that documentary thinking <laughs> that he is a good guy because every member of that band has had a like major dust up with with Glenn Fry. except for maybe Joe Walsh, who just uh, is out of it the whole time. That's how he got through. Yeah. Joe Walsh is if we had to rank the Oh, Joe Walsh is the only acceptable eagle. Yeah. If I we had say. to rank them in order of uh like acceptability, in order of like how much we like them, how cool they are, I think obviously Joe Walsh is at the top. Yeah, because he's in the James Gang. He's in the James Gang and like he kinda does his own thing yeah. and like seems to not have any type of uh flair for yeah. drama like the rest <laughs> of them. Plus we're huge the Drew Carey show fans. Yeah, yeah we, we, is, we love that's... to see <laughs> Joe Walsh should probably never be on TV, uh, but thank you to Drew Carey for for putting him center stage uh, in a few episodes. So, and then at the end, I'd put Glenn Fry, and then wait, and so Glenn Fry looks the worst and the meanest. The heat is on yes. Glenn Fry. Yes. Oh yeah. Smugglers Blues. Smugglers Blues himself. Yeah. Okay. What's well, there's a really funny moment in that documentary where Don, where Don Henley's talking about how they got really famous, uh, and he was like, well. You know, at once we got huge, we were international superstars. A lot of offers came, and a lot of people wanted me to act and shit. And I'm not an actor, and why would I do that? I'm a musician. I think I'm just gonna start acting and stuff. And they do a a a, a cut, uh, like I, what's that called? Like a like a, a smash cut. cut. They do yeah. like a smash cut to fucking Glenn Fry in Miami Vice, <laughs> and just in Jerry Maguire, and in just everything. Because Glenn Fry totally was like, "Yeah, I'm a star. I can act. I should be in everything. I'm super famous, and I'm super important. Put me in. Put me in it all." All right, I, I'll, guys, I'll watch this documentary, but not before I watch Whitney. Understood. We Gotta should do that. that. Yeah. Uh, still in theaters. Man, Joe and I are making a lot of plans. And we're just we're putting them on the books right now. Yeah, we're letting everybody know. Why not? Like this is this is for us all to know. I guess you know. Welcome to the, <laughs> welcome to our calendars, guys. Yeah, calendar live. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to put uh, Randy Meisner, the original bass player, at number two. And I know this means not. Kristen's looking at me like just she's saying, "Go ahead, <laughs> mm -hmm. I can say nothing." Yeah, I think that's. I'm, I would put Meisner yeah. second because he. Uh, he seemed, and everyone kind of agreed on this, he's like the only not alpha male 
in that group and he sings take it to the limit he's the lead singer on take it to oh. the limit that's like his main claim to fame other than, than being the bass player and sometimes he he didn't want to he didn't feel that he could hit the high notes on take it to the limit on the live shows and sometimes it would be because you know he was exhausted from the tour and he'd be like i can't I don't know if they can do the high notes. And Glenn Fry would get in his face and be like, these fucking people came to watch you hit those notes and hear you sing beautifully, you piece of shit. So if you don't go out there, I'm going to fucking lay you out. And he's just like, uh, okay, Glenn. Wow. Glenn kind of took it to the limit. Oh, Glenn was always taking it to the limit, dude. He was never taking it easy, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, he was already gone. Uh, yeah. And then his the thing is I think Henley's output musically is impressive, uh, especially I, I mean like Glenn Fry most of his songs sound the same you know it's take it easy it's peaceful easy feeling sure. which is a, basically just another way to say take it easy <laughs> it's tequila sunrise you know uh, all those songs have I think Henley's music is like slightly more challenging. You could switch him and Jimmy Buffett, and they'd be the same band. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a lot of relaxation. Will Glenn Fry get his own? Oh my gosh, will the Eagles get their own Broadway musical? I yeah. slash. They must what have would tried it be called? Already. And what would the plot? Oh, be? it's called it's Hotel take... California. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's gonna, and it's all set at the Hotel California. Yes, of course. But it's like, and people come there to take it easy. Yeah. They try to take it to the limit. They looking for that peaceful, easy feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a tequila sunrise. And then just... someone has lion eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Someone's a victim of love. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. And then the Smugglers Blues show up. Yeah. Oh. And at yeah. The... oh boy, I hope not. <laughs> Well, and then the encore is The Heat Is On. <laughs> Actually, the Smuggler's Blues, it, they, so it's like the Smuggler's Blues are happening, and then like the cops show up, and the, the heat is on. And those are the boys of summer? Yeah. <laughs> no, I the feel, Yankees come and stay at the Hotel California, uh, and they're the boys of summer. I think uh, they couldn't. To put a to put a damper on our uh, theoretical scenario, wow. I feel like they okay. could not put the solo <laughs> artist uh, well, songs in there. I just mean, saying, fine. Okay. they have enough eagle. They have enough. Yeah, I just couldn't think of any more eagle Understood. songs. Understood. A new kid in town. I could I could probably go for a long time, <laughs> oh, and I boy. I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I don't feel. I I saw the Eagles. There, there's a so I went and saw a bunch of these old ass uh, classic rock bands when I was in high school. Did you go to? Oh, what was the. What was the one that was the old people, old cella? Did you go to old cella? No, I didn't. I haven't been to a, a big concert uh, in a while. I saw Tom Petty. I saw Tom Petty's last concert. Desperado. Uh, I've seen Tom Petty. I used to go to the Bridge School Benefit every year, which okay. is Neil Young puts on this giant concert every year for his son who can't. It's for the school, for the kids who. The, the mentally yeah, can't, disabled. Did, yeah, yeah. And they play like, and it's always like the weirdest. It was always like the weirdest lineup ever because mm-hmm. it's it's all acoustic too, right? And but it would be like the Smashing Pumpkins, and Tom Waits, and Tom Petty, and Billy Idol, and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. <laughs> it was always such a weird lineup. <laughs> yeah, is that oh, at Lucinda Williams? <laughs> right. I saw her open for for Neil Young uh, when I saw Neil Young. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I talked about this last episode, but he was doing Greendale, his like musical, yeah. and it was uh, more a theater show than it was a rock concert, and I was very upset. Because <laughs> uh, I feel like Neil Young, if he's doing a rock concert, is going to be good, which you've yeah, seen. Yeah, I've seen him. Uh, Tom Petty always puts on a good show. I think the worst shows I saw, Boston was so, so bad, as you can imagine, but like... They had the original lead singer, but he he couldn't hit the high notes, sure. My, Randy Meisner style. So they had some some weirdo there who nobody knew who was like hitting the high notes when he couldn't. And they played a lot of stuff from their new album, which Boston, come on, come on. They have like a perfect debut album where they could just play those, and they and they decided yeah, to all eight of those songs, and you're out. Yeah, um, Jethro Tull was pretty bad. How much? Okay, how much flute? was a Jethro Tull concert consist of, like, percentage-wise? Um, I want to say... I mean, every song has got it in right. there. But it, it's probably occupying about at least 25% of every song. Oh, so I, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I went and saw them... It was the summer. And did they play a song from their Christmas album? Guys, they did. <laughs> they... I mean... They play. It was. I couldn't believe it because also they own. They didn't play any hits beyond that. They were playing a lot of new shit and something from. It was like we were Wait, waiting. They didn't play Bungle in the Jungle or whatever no, that song is. They only played Locomotive Breath and Aqualung of songs that yeah. you would know. Other than that, it was a bunch Thick of shit. Thick as a brick. There's the thing is there's a lot of songs they could. Thick as a brick. Bungle in the Jungle. Uh, Literally, Thick away. as a brick is I the only Jethro Tull song I can called... imagine that, <laughs> I... that I can think of. I can't believe that song is actually called Bungle in the Jungle. We, I that mean, the, is, it for about, the first... is it about Vietnam? <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> yes. Serious probably. question. <laughs> is it about Vietnam? Um, okay. Well, no, they're actually very literal about the jungle because it starts with a lion roaring. Yeah. Oh. And I believe some of the lyrics are like, talking to monkeys that live in the forest. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot like of. like a Rush song, yeah. too. Right, yeah, they they went trees. Uh, yeah, the Rush went flora, Jethro Tull went fauna. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a very literal song just about like walking through the jungle and, and hanging out with animals. Uh, but we should we should note that the first two songs that you guys came up with were rhyming songs. Thick as a brick, thick as yeah. Brick, bumble bumble jungle. Jungle. <laughs> it makes them sound uh, like they're dumb. I bet they get in soon. I bet Jeff, Jeff oh, Tull. Yeah, Do you think so? Sure. Oh, really? I bet, they, I bet they get in very soon. Unfortunately, within the next few years, if you look at the kind of the trend that's been happening, it yeah, just seems I mean, like I guess I put them on the Moody Blues tier. But and also the like history of Jethro Tull. Like, of course they get in, and people are mad about it. Like, right? That's kind of the, what's the history? They won of the Jethro first Tull. heavy metal Grammy and beat out oh, Metallica, right. yes. and uh, there was another big one. It's like. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, it was just bands that were actually metal, and then Jethro. Yeah, Tull. it's like Metallica and Pantera and Jethro Tull, and Jethro Tull wins it. And it was the. It was the. I think they had been like, we need a metal category. Recognize us. We're doing something that's different. And they're like, okay, we the Grammys recognize <laughs> heavy metal and heavy metal's greatest artist, Jethro Tull. God. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. I mean, I did, I did know that, but I had forgotten it. Mm -hmm. Ew. Yeah. Um, I could see. I they're on my list of artists that I think could get in soon. 
and if they did with other bands of their sort it would be kind of a bummer like this year yeah but they're like, they're fine if it's i mean like if next if year if it's the doobie brothers jethro tall jethro foreigner, tall, bad foreigner company, boston yeah if if, if and the thing is if they get on the ballot i think as soon as jethro tall gets on the ballot they get in you the think fyn I mean, I guess Jethro Tull has to get in. I guess, but like... I'm I'm okay with it. I think it. I think yeah. it's an inevitability. But and... I think the Doobie Brothers actually should get in. I agree. I agree, um, especially because they had two phases of their career with right. hits. Uh, and with I, Michael McDonald. I, I just weirdly think Michael McDonald is actually sort of a weirdly important person for a mm-hmm. time in music, and like he should probably he get in? recognized. No, no, the only way he'll get in is with the Doobie Brothers, Brothers, and and it will happen, and I I think it'll probably happen next year, uh, is my guess. But, yeah. I like the Doobie Brothers more than any of the other acts that we just named. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Sure. (laughs) So there is that. Do you... I'm curious how if we'd be able to go around the horn naming Doobie Brothers songs and how long we could last. I just pulled up their Spotify page, but I only okay. glanced at it. All right. Do you want to try it? Do you think you can do you want to start? Sure. And then go you, Joey, me and see sure. how long we can go. Listen to the music. Great. Taking it to the streets. Uh China Grove. What a fool believes. Um you don't know me, but you're my brother. <laughs> what is that song? Uh, that's. Did we already say that? Isn't that the one you just said? Oh yeah, I did say that. Sorry. Um, I think I'm out already. Damn. I don't know why. Uh, did they sing "Take It to the Limit" one more time? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> that's just in my head now because we were talking about it. Uh, oh, I, I keep damn. forgetting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, no. No, that's, that's just Michael that's McDonald. Just that's just Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. But I do want to say the one that I just pulled. Oh, you go. You I, go. Okay. I, I want to see if we could keep yeah. going. No, because I pulled it up. Did anyone and... say What a Fool Believes? I did. You did? Yeah. Okay. And then the other one, the other ones from the Michael McDonald era are It Keeps You Running. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, let's see. I guess there's Minute by Minute. That's the one. Yeah. And then the ones from the early era, there's Blackwater. Mm-hmm. That would there's... be the one that I would associate the most with them. Listen to the music and Blackwater would yeah. be the ones. Uh, Long Train Running, which is, without love, where would you, you be, be now? That's like a freaking midi ringtone now though like you know the little like <laughs> yeah right that little guitar riff. yeah uh let me uh take me in your arm or, uh, yeah take me in your arms uh wait what take me in your arms rock, rock me rock, rock me, me a little, little while yep. that's an originally a soul song did they do a cover of they that? did do a cover oh um r- uh rocking down the highway that just sounds like you made that up. I know. It sounds like a boilerplate, <laughs> a paint by numbers, uh, Doobie Brothers song. But no, Rocking on the Highway was one. Uh, they have a song called Another Park, Another Sunday. Yes. Um, they Did we say, um, there, listen to the music? We said that already? I we, said that. Oh, yeah. That was right. the first one that I said. Um, I have one that I that, that hasn't been said yet that I'm looking at on Spotify. Not like I know one. Let me hold on. Let yeah. me see. I have two actually that I'm like, oh, I think you should say these mm-hmm. before. Great. I will if I can pull it. <laughs> okay. Um They're both from the older era. Right, right, right. Uh this is great. Riveting this is great, great radio. Podcast. 
uh, why don't you guys talk while I get in my head and then never speak again? <laughs> That's how Joe lives his life. Yeah, I'm just going to bury my head into a pillow and then I'll emerge and I'll, I'll scream it. <laughs> he really is trying to... <laughs> He's got his little hands over his yeah. face like a weird spelling bee We've contestant. him. Trying to just say the le- say the words out loud. Do you uh. remember that spelling bee girl who would whisper the words off the microphone? She'd whisper it into it, into no. her hands before she did it. I do love the spelling bee, though. Oh, boy. She was one of the best contestants. She she would, like, she won. And, yeah. But she would um, turn away from the microphone and put her hands up to her mouth and, like, whisper it the word out loud into her hands before she like after each letter so she that's would, pretty tight it was really cute and she really looked like a dorky spelling Do you remember girl. when that kid passed out at the spelling bee no i think he ended up winning but he like the pressure got to him so bad he like he like collapsed and then got back <laughs> up and spelled the word right if i remember <laughs> this correctly that's so funny oh that's so great all right joe i don't your think time i don't think up. i'm gonna pull it okay the two i was gonna say were jesus is just all right okay. with me oh that's that's a yeah. And that's... China Grove. I said China Grove. Did China we Grove say was China Grove? Oh, okay. said. Well, Jesus yeah. is just all right with yeah, me. That's was a, one that's that a good I would have thought. That's that, a classic. That, that it was in the top ten on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So all, everything else was said. I actually had a question for you guys. Please. Ooh. So you know how we're live like, listener feedback. Yeah. So <laughs> you know how we're like stuck just putting in classic rock bands over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Yeah. Yes. With the lack of rock music after like 1999 mm-hmm. aren't they just gonna put in every 90s band until like eternity then isn't that isn't it gonna happen is again the, is where the, it's are like, the 90s gonna be the new 70s because we it's have like to, the stone to... temple pilots are right. in like, yeah <laughs> the, yeah well the issue with that is we have sublime joe and i have had that yeah. conversation i think sublime has a pretty good shot well, they have the the like dead singer status. Mm-hmm. And that they helps. have a very long tail. I think for younger people you're talking, than you talking about Ludog? Yeah, yeah, Ludog <laughs> has tail. such a long tail. <laughs> but like the fact that people still know like every word to those songs, like Yeah, they have they yeah. have uh kind of lived uh and uh, they've kept their music is still like played on Jack FM, which is pretty remarkable. Like that, that music continues to be something that people listen to. Yeah, I I could see them getting it. And you compare Sublime fucking Janet Jackson. Yeah, (laughs) compare Sublime to Dave Matthews Band. Uh, Dave Matthews Band came out after Sublime, but you hear Sublime songs way more than you ever hear Dave Matthews. Yeah, Uh, and those I feel like those bands occupy a similar space, but you know it's kind of. I think Dave Matthews Band could also get in though. I. I'm skeptical just because I feel like that d- d- crash was like a monster album. Mm-hmm. That was like a really big. Not one. to bring up Buffett again, but like <laughs> I think Dave Matthews can't get in unless Buffett gets in because wow, it's like that's hurtful. They're the new Buffett. <laughs> that's hurtful. Look, oh my gosh! Uh, look, I I don't like Dave Matthews Band. I've seen them live twice. I've seen them live. I think three times. No, twice. I uh, but they are like, 
they're like our Buffett, where it's like mm-hmm. white people go to get wasted. Wear uh, shorts and sandals. Yeah, Wear like shorts hacky and flip sack. flops and hack and frizz. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it looking, adults looking for a college quad experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like for people, because like Buffett is like alcohol Grateful Dead. You know, uh-huh. yeah, they're uh, they're Margarita Grateful Dead. Dave Matthews is like alcohol fish. Yeah, yeah, but also I think weed. There, there's. Oh Dave no, there's Matthews definitely weed. weed too. Oh, I just oh, <laughs> there's <enough>. weed. <laughs> okay. Oh, trust me, there's uh, weed. Uh, yeah, there. yeah, uh, guys, guys, uh, don't don't get me wrong. You can't watch those fiddle solos without being high. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect intonation. But, but to to your question, it's like we haven't even gotten to the eighties yet, right? So it's I feel like it's gonna it's gonna take some time. Like we haven't even scratched the surface of essentially any new wave post punk bands. Well, I think they're kind of avoiding those bands on purpose, though, because it's like the eighties are such a weird decade because it's like. Okay, you have, like, the critics' bands where it's, like, Joy Division or whatever, that sold, or the replacements that sold, like, zero records. Mm-hmm. And then everything on the radio that they haven't put in already is, like, a joke. Where yeah. the 90s have the, at least, like... I mean, the convergence of critical, of and, critical commercial and commercial yeah. success. Like, yeah. the grunge breakthrough. Where it's, like, nobody's going to complain if you put Beck in. No, right. and I think he will get in. He'll get in soon. He's eligible yeah. this upcoming year. I think he'll be nominated, but he'll maybe get in within three or five. Wow. I bet he'll be on the ballot. It just the ballot's too crowded, you know. Again, Radiohead's not in yet. So like I feel like it'll take a, a little bit of time, oh, but he'll God. I'm just like, what other shit are they gonna put in before they start putting in any like anybody you like? Anybody I like. <laughs> yeah. I feel I mean genuinely, I oh God. Because we're gonna have to go to the induction ceremony next mm-hmm. year. Oh, and yeah. <sighs> it could the thing is it has the potential oh, this is God. this is why I I kind of still cling to the hall because it has the potential to be a good induction. Yeah. You know they're putting the cure in this year. I think. I hope so, man. But you they think so. They've been it eligible just for so long. That would be Joe's such. That would be so cool. I would love it. it. I love the cure, and I would be so psyched. It just doesn't make sense that they're not in. It doesn't. And every year, it seems they every year or two have they they've been nominated mm-hmm. before. Every year or two, it seems like they switch to a different type of. They only choose one, but sometimes it was the cure one year. It was the Smiths for two years. The past two years, it's been Depeche Mode. Yeah. And so, like, they're and kind they of- And they keep not getting in? Mm-hmm. They're oh, just, like, kind God. of bopping I'm like, around. I'm put all three of those in on the same yeah. damn thing. Just bring, bring us back. Yeah. Make all the new goths from the 80s happy. But, yeah, and it's it feels like they kind of bounce around between those guys as though to say, well, fuck, we thought they would get in this year. Maybe maybe Depeche Mode will get people excited. Okay. And I, I'm guessing it's Seymour Stein uh, from Sire Records who like kind of signed all those bands. Well, who I met Seymour Stein yes, one time I, accidentally. I want you to talk about this. Uh, so Seymour Stein. I was essentially at, like the, the, pre, the president or co-president of the hall. He's also like the, I'm going to say the, for, taste-wise has like, of those like record label guys, 
going out of the cocaine era had like the best taste like he signed like the replacements and he the signed ramones the and ramones. the talking heads and he's like the guy the vinyl was... this guy is my dude like yeah. so yes. far i'm he's like... awesome and apparently apparently he retired from warner brothers yesterday <gasps> yeah so that he could take on more responsibility at the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> uh, I found the demands of the hall were interfering with my uh, my work. day job. Uh, but the replacements are my favorite band, and I heard I was so I work at this Chinese food restaurant, and there were just two people there in the middle of the day. It was like a young guy and a very very old man, and the young guy was talking very loudly about the book "Please Kill Me." Uh, oh, is that the? Um, that's not the under. Okay. It's a CBGB yeah. book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And what's oh, meet me in the bathroom is what I was yeah. thinking of. And they went the old guy went to the bathroom and I told the young guy I was like, "Hey, if you like punk books, you should read the Replacements book. It's really really great." Which by the way, read the Replacements book. It's so funny and mm-hmm. weird and sad. Did they make a rock doc about the Replacements? No, cuz they well there is one, but they thought it was funny if the Replacements the replacements refused to sign off. This is a thing the replacements were doing for a while because there's also a replacements book that's quote unquote unauthorized. Mm-hmm. So it's just like fans talking about the replacements and it sucks. Oh, okay, no, uh, thank you. Because they think it's funny, like, what if these are all unauthorized because the replacements do everything incorrectly? <laughs> it's kind of their <laughs> thing. That is their thing. What's, uh, oh, what's sorry, that? Sorry, so you're talking to book? this guy. Oh, it's called bo- Trouble Boys. That's right, yeah. Um, so I'm like, you should, if you like punk books, you should read Trouble Boys by The Replacements. It just came out last year. It's really, really great. And the the younger guy was like, hang on a second. And then the old guy comes out of the bathroom and he goes, hey, this guy wants to tell you about a punk book. And I was like, yeah, if you like punk books, you should read Trouble Boys, The Replacements book. And he goes, The Replacements book? I think I'm in that book. And he goes, hey, I'm Seymour Stein. (laughs) And he is in that book a lot. Yeah, I bet. Uh, And then he proceeds to tell me, he's like, I I try, I nominate the replacements every year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. (gasps) Whoa, he brought up the Rock Hall. I'm telling you guys, I think this is why he retired. (laughs) I think he's going to get in there and he's going to fix some shit. Come on, Seymour. He got him on the ballot one year. Uh, And they, ugh. Who got inducted that year instead of uh, them? Nirvana. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, w- that wasn't a terrible year. That was like Nirvana, <laughs> Linda Ronstadt, Peter Gabriel, Cat Stevens, Hall Notes, and also Kiss. Oh, everything except Kiss rules. Yeah, also, that good year Hall of Notes, Kiss. that was the year that our boy was... The Roy, uh, uh, the Roy Traken, Roy Traken uh, flew in yeah. on, on their dime to stand. I mean, Hollow Notes should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I am not mad about it. I'm just more like they should have come later than some other people. But I'm not mad about that at all. Uh, Seymour Stein is also responsible for Madonna and the Pretenders. Yeah. I love the Pretenders. He's your guy. Like, he's really my guy. I was like, I love the Pretenders. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. What a cool guy. Can we get him on the show? I mean, he's got a lot of time in his hands now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, come on. I think it happened. I mean, like, he's... Does he's... he live in New York, or does he live out here? Uh, he was flying back to New York to talk to Legs, the guy who wrote uh, Please Kill Me. Oh, I think okay. they were trying... I probably shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I think they're trying to make Please Kill Me into a television show, would be my guess. Oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. A 
fucking because they were vinyl style baby well because vinyl's essentially based on seymour stein yeah and they were not they didn't they seem happy about it i mean this is look this is all a rumor i'm mm-hmm. i'm putting two i'm adding up here don't you were but a simple <laughs> restaurant worker. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch Vinyl? No, no. I've I watched seen... every single episode of Vinyl. <laughs> okay, Joey was a stand. Now, what did you think? Did you? I didn't. Oh, watch I Vinyl. hated it. It's. I mean, was it fun to watch how bad it was? Because it didn't seem like it no, would be. No, it was so not I fun. It. I mean, and I kind of love Bobby Cannavale just mm-hmm. generally, but it was like, well, he is a type. Do you know what I mean? There isn't. Can you like? There's. You're like. There's Bobby Cannavale is like. You're, that's the if you want that guy, yeah. you have to get you Bobby. You have to like, get Bobby. Well, and the get? problem is, is he's weirdly miscast in vinyl. Like, mm-hmm. the majority of the show is him doing cocaine and freaking out every single episode. And I described it as, I think I hate to be a guy who reads a tweet on a podcast, but I said vinyl only makes sense if uh, it's about a man who cocaine is slowly turning into a werewolf. <laughs> because every single scene he would like do a line then be like, Roar! And grow more hair. Uh, <laughs> I, saw, I saw one of, the, I think what I think is the first scene of Vinyl. Uh, my friends showed it to me because they're like, "You have to watch this," which is where he he's checking out uh he's checking out this new hot band in mm-hmm. an old abandoned warehouse, and the band rocks so hard the building collapses. Well, and the Wait, band is what? the New York Dolls. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, which I look when that happened, I was like, "I gotta watch this show." Mm-hmm. It's not the. I might be the. I don't think it's the first scene, but okay, it's close. Right. Yeah. But I was like, did the New York Dolls once play so hard a building collapsed? <laughs> I doubt it. And they did not. It that a building that they used to play in all the time did collapse, was, was but demolished. not when they were playing. <laughs> yeah. It was a zoning issue. <laughs> and so Please Kill Me is about CBGBs and that kind of yeah. era. And it's an oral history. It's funny. Oh great. Um, I gotta yeah. listen to that one because I like those types of books. I did yeah. read I read Meet Me in the Bathroom recently. Yeah, I gotta read that too. I'll put that on my Put that on my list. Put that in Goodreads. If anybody wants... <laughs> Sorry, I was just about to make it stupid. Oh, wow. <laughs> Listen, if I... No. You can't do it? I can't. <laughs> if any of you guys want to follow me on Goodreads, oh, just make suggestions and see my reviews. Are you K-Stud on Goodreads? I'm, I'm sure I am. Across all platforms. Across all platforms. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord. Oh, oh. Of rock books, though, and that's, I tend to, I'm going through the Jan Weiner book right now, which is really good, Sticky Fingers. Um, and then the Michael Azarad book, Our Band Could Be Your Life. That one was a big part of Our Band Could Be Your Life, isn't out. that the Motley Crue book? No, no. but that one what's, rules. Yeah, what's the Motley Crue That book? one's called The Dirt. Oh, then what's the... Um... Our Band Could Be Your Life kind of just, uh, it's like several... Is long it also chapters. about the Rolling Stones? No, no, no it's, it's all about indie rock. Underground. It's the underground oh. scene in the 80s, and each chapter is focusing on different So, yeah, band. there's like a replacements chapter. There's a, like a Fugazi. minor threat chapter. There's a... Uh, it's Big Big Black, uh, Dinosaur Jr., Husker Du, uh, Gibby Black Hayes, what flag. band is that? Um, uh, the Butthole Surfers. I can't believe yeah. I almost forgot the, the, butthole, the name okay. of the Butthole Surfers. Well... <laughs> 
How could you? Yeah, they picked that name specifically so that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Imagine if a world where the butthole surfers get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think some of those bands from that, I could see Black Flag getting in. And... It's weird yeah. Black Flag isn't in to me. Already. Well, if you look at who's in, you it makes Right, sense. but it's like Henry Rollins is acceptable enough mm-hmm. to me from like a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame standpoint that they yeah. would put them in. Because it'd be like. Yeah, we can get Henry here, and he'll tell stories. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he seems very much like that type of uh, the dude that would be there. And but yeah, he's he punk ever, Dave Grohl. Has, has he? He is. Has he ever inducted anybody or done any sort of? I don't I don't think so. Stuff at the hall. Has he performed liar? Sonic Youth not being in is also confusing I to me. I mean, well, that's but, the thing. So like, we have there's all these there's all these bands to catch up. But also, I will say, and maybe someone will come on and talk about Sonic Youth someday, but like they did not achieve very much commercial success no. whatsoever. Mm-mm. And like they are, they're really dear to a lot of us who like that kind of music <laughs> and the it's music an that it taste. inspired, yeah. you know? But like Sonic Youth is not like it is, that is not the people's band, you yeah. know? Like, mm-hmm. but they definitely more- rock. Thurston Moore is so, like, thirsty to, like, talk about history. He feels like a rock hall guy. Because, like, he's in every, like, mm-hmm. slightly indie documentary where it's, like, Thurston Moore sitting in front of his record collection. I have to say it. You should spell it T-H-I-R-S-T-I in apostrophe <laughs> more. Because my man Thurston. But you're right. He, sh- he does show up in every... I think I was watching that Classic Albums... You ever see those Classic yeah. Albums documentaries? Watching the Nevermind one, and he's he's all over that. Yeah. He's uh, always... It seems like he has so much time to film documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, well, I he's retired from Warner Brothers as well. Maybe he could... <laughs> okay. Maybe I was, he could get into the nomcom. Bring him in. Bring him in. Uh, I was watching a, a documentary last night uh, called A Tale of Two Johns. Have you seen that one? I have seen it. I saw it recently, mm-hmm. in and fact. It was about John Ritter and John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I did not think that you would take that long to come up with literally anybody named John. Well, the the two Johns are John Linnell and John Flansburg. Is that yeah. Oh, God. Why didn't I say those guys? Uh, those I are obvious. Know. Those are gimme. Yeah. Those are yeah. gimme Johns. Okay, sorry. I simple. thought that went without saying. <laughs> sorry about that. Okay, uh, fine. Gimme Johns is very funny. Uh, yeah, and they are the the two uh, pretty much sole members of They Might Be Giants, the band we will be talking about today. Ooh, uh, is this a segue? It well, is a welcome, segue. welcome it's very to clearly a segue. Welcome to Wait, the new uh-huh. segment. Excuse me, is this a segue? <laughs> rides off so uh they might be giants um what why don't you joey why don't you tell us why well, can, why you chose them what how, they, sure. how you feel about them well i do because I, I have think, i have strong feelings about yeah, they might be giants i do think before i get into it uh i picked them because I have mild feelings about they might be giants, i picked them so. because i think they have a weirdly interesting mm-hmm. uh case yeah um and I, they're a band i like a lot I think there are three people who have to get in before you even think about They Might Be Giants, That's though. very true. Yeah. And that's Devo, the B-52s, and Weird Al. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I think those are all... Before you can even acknowledge, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, the They Might Be Giants tributary, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I picked them because 
there's a lot of weird they they weirdly trailblazed in areas that are not exactly music related okay that much yeah like and also just pure longevity i mean they formed in 1982 and they're still making albums mm-hmm. and at a certain point i think if you're and i think they're gonna be together until the day they die or until one of them dies right because i, they, I imagine they'll die at the same yeah. time holding hands <laughs> Um, because I mean, they met in middle school or whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. are still just like writing songs. Um, and they don't seem to hate each other at all. No, which is remarkable. Cause, uh, are there two more punchable guys than the two, <laughs> the two guys and they might be giants, especially Flansburg. He just like, Oh boy, when I see him, I'm ready to stuff yeah. him into a locker. Flansburg is very, um, he's like nerd PT Barnum kind of. Yeah. Where uh, where Linnell is like the one who's actually like talented, talented and, like, and good. Yeah, yeah. where <laughs> Flansburg is like, but Flansburg also okay, is kind which of which is which. Who's what guy? So, who does what so in the dang band? Flansburg has glasses and he's, he's the larger the one. Who one. like does props and stuff, and he plays guitar. <laughs> um, I think the bet. I mean, the best songs. I would say Linnell's the lead vocalist. 100%. Because and he's the voice you, you... He's the less grating voice, which if you knew that there was... there was sing Birdhouse in your yeah. soul. Okay. Mm-hmm. He does, yeah. And he's he's smaller. He's more the introvert. He's usually on the accordion or at the keys. Uh, he also plays the clarinet and like other instruments sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Where Flansburg just uh plays the guitar and kind of like dances around, around and yeah. then comes in on harmonies and stuff and i think yeah. there are some songs where he sings lead but those are not the the good ones if he's singing lead it's usually very uh annoying yeah um the one flansburg song i like is uh called youth culture killed my dog which is just a funny joke mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh i think of they might be giants similar to the way you associate iron maiden as being a a boyfriend band i feel like they might be giants is like a classic boyfriend band oh yeah like yeah. The, oh um, for sure yes the only women um, at those shows have yes. been dragged there uh, <laughs> by their boyfriends yeah i'll give you my experience with the they might be giants my college boyfriend who was also very into fish uh-huh. um <clears throat> loved uh <laughs> they might be giants and our college sketch comedy group did a whole thing oh my gosh Hold on. Uh, what's that called? You know, it's the one with all the short. Uh, hold on. I'll remember. It's like whispers. Um, fingertips? Fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. What is it? Fingertips. Man, uh, you, for any other band, for you to be like, what's that one song where it's like whisper, whisper? And it's also, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, it's like, my, oh, yeah. Which of their songs that is whispery? <laughs> my college sketch comedy group, which my boyfriend and I founded, The Roost. R.I.P. Uh, we did an entire like we just did fingertips, which is like how it's like it's, eight, it's like eighteen songs, and or, they're all like and they're seven all like seven long. to twenty seconds long, and we just had a whole like we did the whole thing. Yeah. The please pack pass the milk, please. I'm having a heart attack. I'm, let me see if I can remember the ones from. I'm having a heart attack. What's that? Staring in the window. Um. Uh. Milk, please. Did I say that? Please pass the milk. You did say please pass the milk. Fingertips. There's that one where you whisper fingertips. Uh, 
in true college sketch comedy style, there was a giant dildo that made it into each of the mm-hmm. the like twelve little vignettes uh, mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. So it was like. And then you found, did you find something under your pillow? Yeah. Is that one of the ones? There's, and then there's like, come on and rent my car. Oh, yeah. That's come on one. and wreck my car. Wreck my car. Yeah. Come me. on and wreck my car. Um, <laughs> These are just lines. I've not heard this song. So, it, actually, if you want to crank it, it'll it. <laughs> It's not one song, it's, it's, 18, it's 18 songs. It's 18 songs at the end of. Fuck this band. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> It's at the end of what's it called? Oh, fingertips one through twenty-one. Jesus, <laughs> but they're Christ. all less than a minute long. All right, well, I'm just gonna throw on. It says fingertips. I'm just gonna fingertips we'll see. one. Everything is catching on fire. Yeah, that's one. Are these interludes in one album? So it's, yeah, the joke was it was actually this is another like kind of weird thing they did was. It was when CD players first got shuffle. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that if you're listening to the album on shuffle, you'd never get the you'd never get the same like 7 second interlude in between songs. Wait, the same. really? Yeah. Oh, we did them all in a row. <laughs> the way <laughs> it was 21. not meant to be. Uh All right, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um so I mean they're funny songs. So that they're was, funny, and they're, they're like funny second, second se- seven yeah. second songs, and we just acted them out in succession, uh, yeah. um, and used a big dildo as well. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that's I know fingertips, I know birdhouse in your soul, I know Istanbul, and I think that might be it. Really? What else do we got? Was there more well, that we'll, I should we'll, know? We'll get to that in a second uh, when we kind of evaluate if they have icon, you know. In that category, because we'll go through <laughs> yeah. the categories. It's very important we go through the categories in order, or I'll explode. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Hey, don't jump ahead. You know how the show goes, mm-hmm. Joey. I do. Um, but I think with the, with they might be giants. You know, they are. Yeah, they're funny, and they are all often childlike. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think one of their problems is they are too far in that direction often yes well i also will say that when i looked up looked them up on spotify um the playlists featuring them there are two playlists one is just this is they might be giants and the other one is folk for kids well mm-hmm. that's because i don't they have a children's album they, they have few. five children's albums that have all gone gold i mean some could say yeah. they have 15 children's albums uh-huh. if you will <laughs> <clears throat> but that to me is kind of what makes them sort of interesting as like a rock band who is old again, who's like waning. Like I went and saw my, they did the music, they do the music for the new Mickey Mouse Club even. And like my three-year-old niece, her favorite song is Hot Dog, which I did not know. And we were riding in the car and I was like, this sounds like they might be giants. And it was. (laughs) And like, if you go see them now, it's, a funny mix of it used to be you know like all 28 year old white dudes with their bored girlfriends but mm-hmm. now it's all those same couples with their, with their children, children who, who are know fucking all, excited yeah who know yeah. all those They're songs like, yeah! and that's that was smart of them to adapt into that because sometimes there would they would have songs where it would be like i, mean, I ain't listening to this fucking 
bullshit about the sun. Yeah. Here's the other thing too that was really smart of them because they knew that their fans were like future dads mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. Like that is that is future yeah. dad rock yeah. right there. But even before they got into that, they have talked about how without really thinking about it, they've been able to maintain a 14-year-old fan base just yeah. kind of consistently which is kind they... of why i compare them to weird al mm-hmm. yeah but they're also funny yeah. well and you know what's nice is unlike weezer <clears throat> who continues to write songs as if they are in high school yeah. they don't like they're they're right but uh, okay another thing that i want to say about they might be giants and this might be off but so correct me if if i'm wrong but do you feel like they just have their sound that nobody else has their sound. And so it doesn't really change. It's like, they're just exploring more of their sound. It's like you could put the albums in any order and you'd be like, okay. Um, I would say there's definitely a distinct change and it's for the worse when they get a band. Right. Like I really only like them when they're a weird art punk. That's the the other reason I like them. Like I like, I've, liked choosing them was it's a strain of like punk that like is kind of doesn't exist anymore which is like this new york art funny punk like the b52s mm-hmm. are sort of mm-hmm. it that but it, it's like the talking heads like they're like the last weird strain of that um mm-hmm. of being being uh punk but not being, but being dangerous lame. yeah also, it's like being lame yeah I feel right like it's like like be like not like being like relatively sober yeah, yeah. and buttoned, buttoned but it's up. like funny art mm-hmm. too right yeah. like i guess i think they're weird but it's almost too dorky yeah there's you know someone I mean? described them as like uh uh suicide for kids the band suicide right <laughs> kids yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. Not the act suicide. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Not the act of not, committing suicide. Not something that would drive children to suicide. But a couple of re- two other reasons I picked them that are weird factoids. Because again, I Here love we go. Some Hit us facts. With the factoids. Is uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, that sounds like it could be a they might be giant yeah. song. Exactly. Hit us with the factoid. <laughs> uh, is that they were the first indie band on MTV. Yeah, right. Their their al- their uh, videos were directed by Adam Bernstein, and he just of the Bernstein Bears. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Adam Bernstein directed like a lot of episodes of Thirty Rock and Breaking Bad, and like he's like an in demand TV director these days. And those early videos own oh, dude. They're they're so really great. inventive and and funny and and cool, especially given that you know a lot of this stuff that was happening on MTV at the time was. Fake live concert footage from Motley Crue. You yeah, know, or... it would be like a poison video, and then you'd see these two weirdos dancing around. Uh, <laughs> um, and then the other one is they're the first band to sell music on the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And yeah. to do it with wild success. Yeah. Uh, In 1999, they released an album on the internet. On and the exclusively, internet? and that they were first the highest mp3 album yeah they were the highest selling was... band on the internet for that year yeah i think i was getting an email address at that <laughs> you're at juno.com yeah at prodigy.net it was definitely girl stud 423 man you had as a as a woman you had to deal a young woman you had to deal with stud in your name yeah which, right. is, which is what all all the fellas were throwing in our yeah. screen names 
you know, inorganically. Yeah. GRL. I know someone who her first AOL screen name, she wrote in Pavement Fan and it accepted it. And she was like, (laughs) no number. Wait, that's not cool. I'll be Pavement Fan 787. Oh. <laughs> she, she, thought, she thought like having like the numbers num- in the screen name was, was cool. cool. <laughs> no. That's yeah, that's so funny. She she got the the thing everyone wants and then she added the numbers. Okay, I'm going to tell this briefly. It is I do not look cool in this, but so K-Stud is usually my like handle on things across all platforms. Um but if I can't get that, usually I'll get Hello Kristen or Hello K-Stud. Mhm. And I was really late. I like one of my friends convinced me to get Pokemon Go and it had been out for like weeks at this point. So all of the Mm -hmm. usernames had been taken by 12 year olds around the world. And I was trying to get I couldn't get K-Stud. I couldn't get, you know, Hello Kristen. I couldn't get and then I couldn't. I didn't get Hello K-Stud. And I was like, is that real? And I tried it one more time and it accepted it. And then I was like, oh, that's oh so good. Great. And then I looked at it and I had written <laughs> Helco K stud, which I just think is a funny and stupid uh, thing. Like Helco K stud. Helco. So um, honestly, you guys, follow me on Pokemon Go. I'm Helco K stud. <laughs> all uh, platforms. Across all, one platform. Yeah. Well, across one platform, <laughs> Helco K stud. I became, I was Girl Stud 423. That was my college dorm room number, was 423 in Heights Hall. Oh, geez. Yeah. I didn't get an email. I think I had email in high school as well, but I do not remember what my name was at all on that. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I remember is like Girl Stud 423. Because, you know, your your dorm room never changes. No, it's, <laughs> you, it you stays stay with you for six, life. Yeah. I'm still in that dorm room. If you go mm-hmm. to Heights Hall 423 at Bradley University, you'll find me. She is. And it's it's a bad scene. Uh, should we go through these categories? Oh wait, also Joe, you were saying that you have feelings, you have strong feelings oh, yeah. about Oh, yeah. GMBG. I mean BG. Yes, which is that there are some they might be giant songs that I consider to be uh among my all-time favorites mm-hmm. that I really really love. And then there are some songs by They Might Be Giants and that, John Flansburg <laughs> that I consider to be the most unlistenable garbage I've mm-hmm. ever heard. And I don't think I have any other band where it has high highs and low lows like that. Uh, like really, really off. Like like to, like makes my fucking skin crawl. It like upsets me so much. And it's just like so, oh, again, it, gets, it makes me a bully. And I'm not a bully. Mm-hmm. But it really makes me want to <laughs> fucking beat up Flansburg mostly. It's also hard because his, his name is Flansburg. I mean, ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other guy's got like a pretty chill John rock name, yeah. Linnell, or at least an artist's name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the arty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Flansburg is the dork. All right, categories. Let's do Shall it. Shall we evaluate them? Category is first category is critical acclaim. Uh, I don't know that I would call them critical darlings, but uh, especially their first albums were yeah. received well. You know, they're coming out of the indie uh, community, kind of from the underground. And, you know, those, like, uh, Flood and, and Lincoln and the first Flood one. Flood is the one that I remember mm-hmm. the most. Those albums were received pretty well critically, uh, you know, with the similar uh, kind of feedback that we have where it's like, sometimes this music is annoying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I don't think they're critical favorites, but I also don't think they're by any means reviled. No. I think they have a, a, mod, a decent amount of respect. Well, and I think they're one of those 
bands that like again the longer it goes on the more critics will be like yeah we like these guys mm-hmm. like and yeah. again they've been going on for 30 40 years or whatever now yeah. so because they this, that's the, they might be giants is the type of band that seems like they could be a flash in the pan yeah like we never heard from them again they were like quirky and they had an right album. it was like birdhouse in your soul and out like there's no reason they're not like king missile or whatever yeah, I don't even know what that is. Oh, they they sing Detachable, Detachable Penis. Penis. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I do know that song. Um, Right, yeah, they, they they seem poised to be that type of band. Well, and especially the other reason I kind of chose them is, like, I think they're an, a really interesting, excellent template for now. I think they were ahead of the curve where it's like, well, they don't play rock music on the radio anymore, so we're going to write the song for... Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. We're gonna like mm-hmm. perform the Daily Show theme song. Like it's just like uh that, and I think they were kind of doing that stuff before. Yeah. Where they in, also it, are comfortably niche. Yeah. I feel like that's an interesting. Like they, they are not trying to. They're trying to write music for themselves and the people who like the kind of yeah. music that they make. Mm-hmm. Like they're not. They're not looking for commercial success. I don't. Think. no no they're they're making the music they want to make regardless of, yeah. of where they are and what they're doing you know and similar similar uh to what you were saying you know they if they're not gonna be on the radio they're gonna have a, a phone number you can call up and yeah. hear one of their songs which that's so tight yeah Wait, that's what? still cool they had a, a thing they for a long time it. is it i is it still connected yeah well it's back up now it's online it, now well it's online but no there's you a phone number still... i called it last week to see if it was still up and that you heard a song oh yeah that's amazing. New songs, yeah. So they they had a thing for a long time, and it used to be a thing that they used to advertise. I believe in the Village Voice, yeah. Uh, in like the, you know, per- personal ads or whatever, you yeah. know, business, and it was just a phone number, and you could call, and their answering machine would have a song on it, and it would play a new song every week, sometimes every oh. day. Like they yeah. <laughs> they were they were very prolific. They're so prolific and just That's... super uh, short little songs and. It was a very popular thing, and it was like hard to get through because people would be calling it all the time to hear oh, what their new dial a song. Yeah. That's is. cute. Wait, and did they ever release these dial a songs? I well, they were they were short. Like they would become like they were the like songs fingertips. On the albums. It was like no, no, it, they're longer than fingertips. Oh, um, but they would. It would be like their like writing the germ process. Of a song. Yeah, you know. So then that would become if people liked that song, they'd be like, oh, let's flesh this out and put it on the album. Mm-hmm. So it's like I kind of rough ideas, rough drafts of songs. Here's I feel like I'm learning about how innovative they were. Yeah. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yes. And, and that's kind of why I chose them, both mm-hmm. longevity and weird innovation in weird places. Yeah, places you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Also, I <laughs> that's like cool. Like that like phone number thing is I just think of them as so yeah. lame Before, and it's like before 1993, between 82 and 93, I would say they were cool. That's why I kept comparing them to, like, the talking heads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because they're, like, nerds who are cool. Yeah. Um, almost. almost. Yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, where of course. It's, like in a specific, it's, it's almost like the way David Lynch is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's, like, we're... When like, something's so, so singular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that like you have to you have to give it up. Uh all right, next category, classic albums. Uh probably not, but maybe I would I would say Flood. Yeah, which is I, their, I think it's mm-hmm. just Flood. Which is their major label debut. 
which had Birdhouse in it, and I believe Istanbul. Uh, yeah, Birdhouse, Istanbul, or the Particle Man. Particle Man, yeah. Uh, and it's a 19-track album. Um, <laughs> but those are, like, the major standouts, and that went platinum. That was, like, a huge uh, turning point for them. Yeah. Also, knowing that Apollo 18 was meant to be played on shuffle, mm-hmm. that's, like, very funny to me. Yeah. I, I like that. I don't think that people... Like that they're that they're always trying to think of like what the medium is mm-hmm. saying about the music. I don't think that many bands do that, and I mm-hmm. think that's cool. It yeah. is. Uh, I also think they and the Pixies were on the same label. They were Electra, right? Yeah, and I think Electra kind of screwed both of those bands mm-hmm. because if you listen, they get dropped from Electra basically because. Uh, they're not grunge. Mm-hmm. And if you look at modern rock radio, like there's no reason if they're not on a major label that they don't end up the two years after grunge when they're playing like Beck and like Dust Brothers y stuff mm-hmm. that yeah. they wouldn't have had radio mm-hmm. hits. Yeah, Flood was 1990. So yeah. that was like yeah. kind of a, the last gasp before Nevermind and like the, the grunge. Uh... Takeover. Takeover. The great grunge takeover. The great grunge yeah. takeover. When That's if be Electra some kind just of time life fucking CD set <laughs> soon. Yeah. I think if Electra keeps both the Pixies and uh TMBG. And they might be giants and just tells them to keep doing what they're doing, they're literally three years away from again just having radio hits from mm-hmm. both of those bands. Yeah, probably. I, I the story I, I had seen on that documentary was more or less, the thing that you see uh, a depressing amount of times, which was the woman, the, the, the woman working A&R at person, yep, A&R person the A&R likes them leaves. Yep. Yeah. Went to a different label, and then they no one was batting for them anymore at the label. So that was pretty much it. Uh, classic, uh, iconic songs. I feel like also A and R people should take their people with them. Can they do that? I guess not. Maybe I maybe mean, maybe they like can't they take do all that of them. Sometimes in TV, but I bet there's like con- I bet there's contracts that where it's like you're signed to Electra, yeah. you can't unfortunately. Well, but yeah, it call seems... her up. We're free, baby. <laughs> I don't know. This is some retroactive advice for people not listening to the show. Great. Um, okay, iconic songs. So it's weird because I feel like the songs that are most known by this band are not their best. Or... I think. Birdhouse is a pretty amazing song. Yeah. Birdhouse is probably number one and is also incredible. I really like Birdhouse. And if I can recommend, uh, They Might Be Giants were on The Tonight Show in 1990 yeah. when Flood came out. The Johnny Carson Tonight Show. The Johnny show. Carson Whoa! Tonight Show. Yeah. Although Jay Leno had was guest hosting yeah. that night. But they played Birdhouse with the Tonight Show band, yeah, with fucking Doc, Doc Severinsen on trumpet doing the trumpet solo, and it's like this really full. It's crazy, and the the two fucking Johns <laughs> are there, the fucking young and singing Birdhouse. He's on the accordion, and and Flansburg is on guitar, and right next to Doc Severinsen, and it's a great performance. I really like it. And then they do an interview with Jay Leno, and it's like it's so it's weird. So weird. <laughs> it's so. How so? Well, he doesn't know how. I mean, he never really figured out how to interview people, but he's especially <laughs> bad 
and he's he's just saying things like, "I thought, well, yeah, well, you you doing the record, uh, huh?" And then they're just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I guess it's uh, you know, we're trying." So why would you? Why would you, you do music? You know, you guys like a how did you get your record label? And they're just like, "Oh, well, you know, we thought." You know, okay. I, what I'm hearing is you don't like Jay Leno. <laughs> no, I mean you watch it. I mean the reason I I can barely pull any details is because like it's such a nothing interview. Yeah. Well, then I'll just watch the song. It's um, great, but yeah, I think Birdhouse, and then I do think like, and this is weird, and and maybe it speaks more to my generation, but uh, I first heard Istanbul and Particle Man because they were on Tiny, Tiny Toon Adventures. But again, that's another oh. testament to like them just kind of doing anything to stay relevant mm-hmm. although yeah that was like at the peak though i mean that was probably that was it's flood I, had been out maybe a year yeah, or yeah. two and for some reason tiny tunes featured both those songs in, in like a kind what? of a strange episode they, was, they're almost like, like little music videos fake mtv they're doing and the videos are all they might be giant songs that are and it's funny i'm I loved Tiny Toon Adventures. They but. have a mm-hmm. DVD with all their early videos on it. Mm-hmm. My friend had it in college. And one of the things was a commentary track of them watching the Tiny Toons things, and they'd never seen it before. Oh, jeez. And they're like, oh, this is exactly what we were worried about. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this is really violent. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like those two songs, so I think beyond iconic, I think maybe Birdhouse, but then beyond that, I don't think anything is necessarily iconic. But then if you go into recognizable you got those two. You've got the Malcolm in the Middle theme song, yeah. which oh, is You're Not the Boss of Me. Nobody told you. No? How's it go? <laughs> well, it does go. <laughs> you were about to sing the Friends theme. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just for funnies. Uh, you're not the boss of me now. Damn. You're not the boss like of me now. It's like a ska song. <laughs> it really is yeah. like you're a ska song. So life is it's unfair. Um, I also would say, like, don't let start. Oh, don't start. let start. Don't let yeah. start is my favorite. <clears throat> uh and, and I think Anna Ng is mm-hmm. also close. Yeah, Don't Let's Start Anna Ang from the first two albums uh, are really great songs. Really great songs. Yeah. Uh, do you know those ones, Kristen? I know Don't Let's Start. I can't think of what, how hear Anna Ang So this is off of Lincoln, which was their their second album. Make a hole with a gun per- and I think I first heard this song because it's on a... Uh, compilation called left of the dial mm-hmm. which is a really good oh. like 80s underground yeah. uh cd collection is there a chorus yeah yeah okay. it's a good one i'm like because i don't recognize this right well yeah but yeah this is kind of this is all set up baby uh here we go And this is another one that I believe has an Adam Bernstein yeah. video, which is pretty pretty great. Doesn't ring a bell? No. It's great, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good song. And then beyond that, I think it's... Uh, there's good songs and also some annoying songs. Yeah. But I don't know that like a just a, a regular non-fan yeah like really they'll know. need a crane is like a really good song but i don't think anyone would recognize i think she's it. an angel yeah like that's a, a really really, really good, good song. song uh but yeah i don't think uh i mean they did the dr evil song <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the when you first i don't know if you when you first see him but it's just like that kind of brassy like 
bum ba dum. Oh. Yeah. Uh, which you know they what? did a lot I've of weird here. stuff. We, we like might that. as well listen yeah. to the fucking Doctor Evil song. I've got it. You know, it's like very James Bondy. Yeah. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, and they also did the uh, Joey mentioned. They didn't write it, but they did. Weirdly, the... Bob Mould wrote it, yes. but they play it. That is like the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. The, the, theme the Daily song Show song to the Daily sh- the Daily Show with John Stewart. That's them playing those instruments. Why won't you watch it? It's the Daily Show. <laughs> I remember there was like a thing when it first came out where yeah, Bob Mould from Husker Du wrote that song, but when during the Kilborn years, yeah. <laughs> wrote the Daily Show theme song, and then when John Stewart. Uh, got on. He's a big They Might Be Giants fan and then had them re-record it and that's kind of like the classic version of it. And then I think when Trevor Noah came on he was... Yeah, it's like, like dubstep now Kid or whatever. Or somebody, yeah. uh, oh wait, oh it, there's a new... God, I stopped for, when Trevor Noah of course. took over. Yeah, I stopped. You're not crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they did Malcolm and they did Daily Show and... Uh, they do this song from Coraline. Oh yeah? The Other Father song. That's Linnell singing. Someone was like, "Sweet Coraline, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. I know that one. I like that one." Giants, my name's John. <laughs> Linnell. Uh, yeah. So I think that's kind of that's kind of where you you run out of uh, songs that are recognizable with "They Might Be Giants." Okay, so that's... well, and then "Hot Dog." And then, of course, and the the Mickey Mouse, yeah, the Mickey Mouse uh, theme club song. Now, I'm telling you, there's four year olds everywhere (laughs) who they might be Giants fans now. Commercial success. I mean, Flood went platinum, and every single one of their kids' albums have gone gold. Yeah, kids are stupid. (laughs) Kids are dumb as hell. Parents buying the like it's tolerable music for the parents. Horrible, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not the Wiggles, you know. Yeah. I mean? It's like right, a real yes. band making music a for good, children. A good compromise for parents. Um, yeah, but it's, so it's not like they had uh, incredible commercial no. success. It, it's, but it, you know, it was better than all, a lot of bands that come out of the underground. They've do. sold five million records overall. I think I uh, read that on Wikipedia yesterday. And you know, I'm prepared to believe you. Yeah. Uh, now longevity. Now you've been talking about you know they've been they've been around since the early '80s and they're still going. However, I feel like when you evaluate longevity with these bands, you kind of have to figure out what was the definitive era, right? And I really think they you it's know like '85 to '90. Yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> because the the kind of grunge thing and, and getting dropped by their label kind of killed them. And then they're while they're you know, hardcore fans continue to appreciate their output. I think it's kind of, yeah, it's 86 to 90, give or yeah. take. You know, I think that's kind of the... So it's in terms of their definitive career, we're not looking at more than half yeah. a decade, really. Uh, influence, innovation. No, I think they, they do well uh, in this category. Like we said, obviously... Innovation. I mean, they had uh, a fucking answering machine service, and they went. They uh-huh. were one of the and first groups to be online. On first band with podcasts too. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So like they they were doing. They have done especially with innovation. They're weird dudes who are thinking of new ideas all the time. Uh, and then I do think they're. They played a concert in a video game. I read that. <laughs> What in like yeah. Second Life or something? Yeah, it was like it was called Adventure Quest. Oh my god! Yeah, so these dudes did their avatars like? Yeah, play it was John and John were the avatars. I read this on Wikipedia. Last so oh my god, what was this? Uh, um, Ready Player One. Yeah, right. <laughs> they played in the Oasis. 
Uh, but these these dudes are pushing envelopes that don't need to be pushed. And they're pushing uh, they, 50. And, <laughs> uh, but they, yeah. So you do have to give it up. And I think also maybe a little bit in terms of influence, I think there are probably bands that have come after them, especially because they were so unapologetically uh, silly yeah. and and kind of quirky. And I think that coming coming from the underground there's yeah i think there's some influence there i don't yeah. know that i can pinpoint any well bands, there's like but... those weird like adam and his package or whatever those kind of bands but like yeah not don't a know. great case yeah oh no i'm not saying it's good i'm just saying then it's like you but... don't have, to be influential and you don't have to influence good bands yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but I bet like somebody like Ben Folds Five would be like, I love yeah. it. Might be Giants. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, because that's like also corny. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah. know, white who, nerd music. Yeah. You know yeah. who used to call in to dial a song a lot was Mark Hoppus from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Like he he's in that documentary and he talks a lot about like I would call in. And I just loved it. And, uh, and instead, I would go on to write just much simpler songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe they might be giants. Uh, made the world safe for Blink-182. Yeah. Which is also maybe not a good thing. But... Right. <laughs> does my mom know they might be giants? I'm does pretty she? sure she does not. But if she heard the, Mal- she heard, if she heard the exactly. Malcolm song, she'd go, oh, I mean, obviously she's seen, she's seen The Daily Show, but if she heard the Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle of the theme song, she'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think she's She'd heard. be like, life is unfair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she'd be like, do you know this song? She'd be like, yes, no, maybe, I don't know. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, wow. You really put your mom on the spot And then now, like, I'd be like, you're not the boss of me now. <laughs> My mom, I think, um, does know who they are because, again, she listens to XRT in Chicago, which is like um, alternative adult alternative music and and won't just play major label releases. oh yeah no no yeah. they play a lot of like really kind of yeah it's like adult alternative music and it's been an all station, station since tight, it's, it's a it's great an station. awesome station it's been a it's been an all station since the 80s so i'm sure my mom has heard uh, I, I, she's probably heard of them. I don't know if she could do like a little, you know, match them up with their songs mm-hmm. and who they are or Give whatever. Give her a marker and yeah. a, a cork board. And... Yeah, but I, I think she's heard of them. My parents have no idea. Yeah. But they definitely know the Malcolm in the Middle song. Right. Uh, okay, so. I bet they maybe weirdly know Istanbul too because it's like a weird joke. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's just a memorable joke song. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where it'd be like, yeah, I've heard this dumb song. <laughs> dumb ass shit. Well, I mean, that was, that, that was, that's a cover. I know. Right? That's an old dumb song. <laughs> it is? That's a cover? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Of like a goofy, uh, you know, novelty song from like maybe the 50s or something. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Let's do our verdict. Should they get in? Will they get in? When? Should Kristen. they? Will they? When? Kristen, right. we'll start with you. Oh, boy. Listen up. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go, will they? I'm going to go say no. I do not think that that we're on a trajectory in mm-hmm. this timeline. <laughs> okay, there are other <laughs> timelines where like Trump is not president. I mean, there are just other timelines mm-hmm. to fantasize about. But I think in the in our current timeline, TMBG, not not in the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, should they? You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't be angry if they did. I would not be if I'm, I'm on the nomcom. I'm not going to bat for them either. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Ooh. I mean, because I, I did grow to, I learned 
and I grew in my respect and esteem for them, but it didn't put me over the bar into the should category as well. Um, So that puts when as a null and void question. Joey. I also think they definitely will not get in. I mean, (laughs) if they do, it'll be 30 years from now and they'll both be dead. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, But I don't think they'll get in. I do think... I brought them because they're to me they're an interesting case. Yeah. And I do think the Rock Hall should make more room for niche stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think they should probably get in. Well, and like I I think Devo should get in. Devo I think should the B fifty twos should mm-hmm. really get yeah. in. Yeah. And I really think that the B fifty twos are super important for like queer music yeah. getting in. And I think yeah. that that's like something that super needs. Well, and we Weird need Al should definitely also be get in. in. I all I think that he he mm, I'm like I'd be I'd be cool with him getting from in. a sports standpoint it's like it's like putting the greatest punter of all time <laughs> in like you have mm-hmm. to put him in even though it's like we're putting a punter in the yeah, rock right. in the football hall of fame but it's like Weird Al's yeah, just he is so the best excellent and only at, at what the, he does yeah. yes mm-hmm. yes um and, so and then it hits. opens a tributary for Lonely Island to get in. And... <laughs> Yikes. And then we're... The Jerky Boys. You yeah. put the Jerky Boys okay. in. Okay. This is great. I'm just saying, be careful what you wish um, for. But yeah, I think they probably should get in. I don't know. It's a, They have a good case, but they won't. Yeah. There's no fucking way. I just don't... Uh, yeah, I don't think there's enough there. Yeah. I don't think they should... You know, you can release good music and do interesting things, but, you know, that doesn't mean you get in so i don't think they should and i don't think they will uh you know and like i said i love some of their music i really really love but i just don't yeah it's not for them uh <laughs> if they do get in i'm gonna say 45 years yeah exactly 50 like, years <laughs> well when music has stopped mm-hmm. and they're just going back and being like what was interesting about the past yeah, yeah. it'll be they'll put in, they're just putting in stuff like this to avoid putting in soundcloud rappers yeah <laughs> they'll get in with with the prodigy i think that was uh, roughly what i get yeah. what i predicted for the prodigy the prodigy and toto and uh <laughs> yeah. and they might be giants can all get in the same that's not a bad year um all right well let's say they do get inducted who inducts them? I think it's pretty obvious. Frankie Muniz. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to induct. Or John Stewart, honestly. That's a that's like a great... legit one. If they were getting inducted, John, I think John Stewart would be a great choice. Um, I think also, you know, they. I mean, I, there's a bunch of names and faces in my head because I watched the documentary. Yeah. They have a lot of weirdly famous fans. Frank Black from the Pixies is a huge fan yeah and they were they were label mates and they toured together uh sarah vowell is a huge fan ah uh, which makes this like makes the makes most the sense. most yeah. sense of anything in yeah. the world uh author dave and, eggers big yeah fan. dave eggers uh ira glass <laughs> Doy. it's like a Doy. lot of it's a Double lot of Doy. fucking public radio oh my favorites gosh. yes as you can imagine uh, NPR's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be yeah. very different. And you know what? I would prefer it. Yeah. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> it is who I am. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hoppus. I mean. Oh, yeah. Hoppus. Yeah. Those are I all. I mean, Blink-182 is fucking Blink-182 is going to get in. in and it's... <laughs> uh, 
I, you know, I got, I was really into pop punk music before like Blink-182 got really big. And then I just left and I actually went further left of the dial and got Mm -hmm. more into like indie rock music. When emo and pop punk music was like really mainstream, I was just not even there for it Mm -hmm. at all. So I know that Blink-182 oh, so is really... Oh, so you missed Dashboard Confessional? Oh, no, I saw Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> but they were like emo in a much sadder way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely... Newfound Glory. Like, I was there, but I don't know. Blink-182, they're the breakthrough band. It's true. People, people like two years younger than yes. me think they're like they're like great. the I'm most like, important band dumb. to people who are two years younger than me. Like, the most important band. People love them and i'm just like god of all of the bands of that era they're going to be the ones like they mm-hmm. define what that is yeah strange yeah it's it's, very weird and you wouldn't it's hard to predict like, well, like, who's well it's gonna... same the, the same thing with sublime where again like i was two years too old for sublime where i'm like this sucks sublime <laughs> got me when i was in college i had 40 ounce to freedom in my cd player fuck yeah yeah you know <laughs> yeah. i did you know i did um <laughs> And and I got into the Bad Fish single and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. Oh, I, you're a Bad Fish too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Uh, yeah. No. I I really that that hit me. Oh God, we're talking about they might be giants though. We sure are. Yeah. Uh, who gets it? I mean, the two Johns get in. They, I, just the two Johns, obviously. Yeah, I mean, no. they even the the band that they have now is mostly a, a touring band. Yeah. Uh, and then what? Three songs do they play? What's their three song set? I'm thinking Birdhouse. I, I want to say, if it were up to me, I'd say Birdhouse, Anna Ang, and Don't Let's Start. Yeah. But they probably wouldn't do that because that's all so, so early of their stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you throw in Birdhouse. I I think Don't Let's Start. Especially because that's from the first album. Yeah, Don't right? Let's Start was their first big college yeah. mm-hmm. radio MTV hit. I yeah. think they do that. And then do they, I mean, like, they... And then they do something off their new album. Yeah, and then they do fingertips. <laughs> just one to... through, they just do one of them, though. A seven-second one. Please pass the milk, please, and then that's it. God, I want to say maybe Istanbul or, or uh, fucking uh, Particle Man are in there just because of, you know, the recognizability. The songs are bad, though. They are bad. <laughs> I mean, maybe they fucking throw in Doctor Worm. I, don't I know. do like Doctor Worm. Doctor Worm Dr. Worm's is a, a good, good song. song. Yeah. How I, does okay? Play me Doctor Worm. Hear, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm really like these horns so far. As someone who also got into ska in high school. Call me Doctor Worm. Good morning. How are you? God, this song is so lame. I know, right? <laughs> it's but lame, it, but it's yes. good. This is the lamest. It really, <laughs> like, what even is this? It walks the line for me because th- that kind of shit is what makes me so yeah. mad about them. But I think this melody is really good. Well, and also I think it's this song is kind of lame as a joke because, like, mm-hmm. it's about a guy practicing the drums by himself about how good a drummer he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Ah. Right. And, like, I think that's, like, sort of the joke. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fucking play that. Play fucking James K. Polk. Uh, yeah. They've got Meet James okay. Enzor. I mean, there's they have so many fucking. You're weird not the boss of me, dude. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they play. You're See, not the boss of me. This is why it's very certain that they will not get yeah. in. That we can't think we, of a third song. Right. That they I would mean, play. well, it's almost like because I think we I the the three songs I said initially would be a good set, but it's almost like trying to predict what they would do yeah. and like what better represents their career. I think You're Not the Boss of Me is actually a good third slot after yeah. Birdhouse and uh, Don't Let's Start. It's a famous song. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're they're an interesting band. I'm glad you brought them yeah. in, Joey. Me too. Uh, I mean, they're a band I like. They're not my favorite band. I just want to mm-hmm. make that very clear. Yes, I no, don't know. Yeah. I heard you, you were like, I'm really excited to bring my favorite band. Mm-hmm. You came in wearing a They Might Be Giants yeah, t-shirt, true. and you have a pennant that says Giants on it. And and a Devo hat, weirdly. Yeah, very yeah. strange. The red <laughs> potted plant Devo hat. No pants. It was very uh, alarming, but, you know, we accept all, all uh, Hall followers here. Uh, but yeah, I just want more weird fun in the rock hall. Yeah, and less would like, yeah. fun be less nice? Less like, oh, yeah. yeah. But someone like, would say that Bon Jovi is a fun band. Mm-hmm. And the cars are fun. The cars uh, are fun. I think Devo and B-52s are around the corner. Come on, baby. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, uh, I'm just like, when are they going to put in some bands I like? <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like... We're running out of the. I mean, we we could be surprised. I feel like we're running out of the lame older bands, and they're gonna have to acknowledge some of these cooler, more interesting bands soon because there's not gonna be there's not They'll gonna be that many '60s, way. '70s bands Jethro left. Jethro Tull, Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Uh, do you think the Scorpions are gonna get no, in? No, I don't. I do not think Scorpions just don't have enough hits. I mean, the well, yeah. Guns and Roses are. They take care of whatever itch you need yeah, to scratch like, for the scorpions. <laughs> I just mean that's next, right? Like Guns N' Roses have to be pretty soon. Oh, Guns right? N' Roses got in. Oh, they got in? For some they reason, were, I thought they weren't in. They were first year eligible, did baby. Did they yeah. perform? They did not. Axel did not show up. Did the offspring come on and just perform for them? <laughs> um, I want to say, you know what? Maybe they did perform, but with like a very weird and kind of unknown yeah, it was like singer. like Chester Bennington. It was like someone I had <laughs> never heard of. Um, and they did perform, but none of that made it to the broadcast because of Axel or something. I think he was very pissed off that they like kind of reformed and played with some dude. Uh, but oh. they. <laughs> that was a great noise. I mean. Oh, okay. Inducted by, uh, I'm going to look up. Yeah, they're inducted by Green Day. Um, I want to see. Green Day's in, yeah? Yeah, they were also FYE. Yeah. Green Day, first year eligible, baby. They are fucking awesome. Green Day rules. <laughs> I was I, into Green Day, but I do not care about Blink-182 yeah. at all. The, the singer's name was Miles Kennedy. I don't know what? who that was, but Billy Joe did play with them on Mr. Brownstone. But again, you can't find this footage anywhere. Wow, mm. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> They played Mr. Brownstone. That's real funny. Right? That's like a funny one to choose. And then you can probably guess the other. November Rain. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Did they play November Rain? No. Just played Sweet Child of Mine, obviously, and they played Paradise City. Uh, Play Welcome to the Jungle? That seems like that would be the third, but no, they went Brownstone. Weird. Very weird. (sighs) Well... This is this. They might be giants are weird. We're all weird. Joey, thank you for yeah. joining us. Thanks for having uh, me, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, 
Do you have anything you want to plug? Social media, your own podcast. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's up, boy? <laughs> I do. Yeah, boy. Uh, I do an NBA podcast called Ryan Ball Rock, named after the John Tesh song. Uh, that was the NBA on NBC theme. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, we did have a one rock and roll episode where we had music video director Daniel Ralston come on and uh-huh. we talked about what bands would win in like a King of the Court style basketball game. Uh, it came down to the Red Hot Chili Peppers versus the Beach Boys, and the Peppers won. That sounds <laughs> about out. Yeah. right. Pulled out Peps. Uh, people were very surprised that the the Beach Boys would beat NWA in a basketball game. But <laughs> Mike Love's brother is an NBA Hall of Famer. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Oh Bob Love's really funny. Kevin Love is Mike Love's uh, n- a nephew. No shit. Yeah, he I didn't the know Cleveland the Love Cavaliers. family. They're, they're real good at basketball. Also... They're real good at being the worst people on earth. Well, Mike Love. I don't know about Kevin or Bob Love. But yeah. anyway. Um, Where can we find yeah, you on social media? I'm at Joey Devine. That's D-E-V-I-N-E. Beautiful. On um, Twitter and Joey.Devine on Instagram. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Couldn't get. They, they couldn't go across platforms. It. No. I, well, I had a different name. And then I was like, I should probably. What was your OG? It was Flunkster Dude. Okay. Which you've, there's made a, a, you've made a good choice. No, there's a basketball reason for that. Uh, when the Golden State Warriors were really, really bad, uh, there was this commenter on the Warriors World message board named Flunkster Dude who would always like defend the management and stuff. And he'd be like, I'm a season ticket holder. I love the Golden State Warriors. And then it turned out it was their... They followed the IP address, and it, it turned out- It was the wife of the No, it was the, the, it was the PR another... guy for the Golden State Warriors, and no, his name so was Flunkster Dude, so I always oh. use it. That's so sad. Um, yeah. Great. Cool. Kristen? You can find me across all social media platforms uh, as K-Stud, except for, for Pokemon. Pokemon Go. Pokemon <laughs> Go. I'm, Check her out. Helco I'm Helco K-Stud. K-Stud. Uh, so find me there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do- some shows she's got some so she's just got, go to my lyric, website find you it. can figure it out um you can find me on twitter at joke joke instagram joqua i'm coming to cleveland i will be doing the accidental comedy fest in cleveland at the end of august early september are you going to the museum that you hate because it's not connected to the he's got to go get his boat oh, in <laughs> i i am very excited i have not been to the museum in uh, 13 years or something it's been a long time and i'm excited to see what they got he's going gonna on make there. it there before i am i'm going at the end of september we're both we're both taking our journey to mecca uh, <laughs> how long how popular does this podcast have to get before you guys just straight up get a vote man i mean much more popular than it currently is i would assume but you know we're making we're making friends in the I right mean, you're places. the only true. rock hall pod yeah it's true we are the only rock hall pod. It. We're the only game in town, baby. Yeah. Speaking of rock hall pod, you can email us rockhallpod at gmail.com. We love your messages. We love to hear from yeah, y'all. Yeah, if you don't have Joe's phone number to just text him like mm-hmm. Joey does, then you can email <laughs> us your thoughts yes, on please. the show. We love it. Uh, you know, rate and review us on iTunes. We have uh, we've only had three reviews and it's kind of stayed that way since the beginning. We would I really, am one of the reviews. We, oh, all uh, right. We would really love uh, some more reviews. That would be really nice and that really helps us out. Uh, five stars only on the on the rating. Please subscribe. Uh, thank you to Ted Tremper and Liz Full and Natalie Garcia Mayor for the space, the equipment. And that's the dog. And there's a new dog and he's there's he's, a new dog in town. A new goddamn dog in town and uh, it is around and we pet it. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Joe Wazala. 
I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.